listening to RPC Ramblings, a podcast by Rich Hill Presbyterian Church. Hope you enjoy the chat. Hi guys, welcome back to RPC Ramblings. Um, It's great to have you back. We hope that you're keeping safe and sane in the midst of lockdown. Um, Today I am joined again by Alex Richardson. Hello. But I'm also joined by Louisa Hanna. Hey everybody. Hey, and Willie Diffin. Hello. So we have got two new people. We thought you know you're getting a little bit sick of us. So I'm going to let Louisa, would you like to introduce yourself firstly? Tell us a bit about yourself. Yeah, great. Thanks, Leslie-Anne. Um, so yeah, I'm Louisa. I'm 24. Um, so grew up in Kilkeel and now living in Portadown. Um, I'm thankful to be working at RPC as their youth worker. Um, Willie, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, I'm Willie Diffin, and I'm the grand old age of forty. Um, married <laughs> to, yeah, married to forty, or not married to, 40, married to Kathy, and uh, I have three kids: Isaac, he's twelve; Sophie, she is ten; and Emma, she's nine. Great, we we love your family. They're they're cool kids. Um, thank you for joining us, Booth. We really appreciate that. Is is everyone well? Yeah, yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Good. Any any exciting reading or watching, Alex? You were telling us beforehand about an interesting TV show. Is it a series? I don't even know what it is. Yeah, it's um, it called Spies. It's a Russian uh, TV series. Um, so it does have English subtitles, which is good for me because uh, my Russian's not too good. Um, what I mean by that is non-existent. So um, no, it's great. It's set during the World War, World War Two, and it's about these uh, female Russians and they they're trained up to be spies to to get information from uh, the Germans. So um, yeah, a fantastic watch. Um, been watching that while drinking some herbal tea. So and I believe it's full of energy, keeping me well. So um, yeah, doing doing all right. Um, yeah. That's hilarious. What a caliber of TV show. Like in our house, we've been watching Parks and Recreation. So like just just a slight difference in um, the caliber, but that's cool. In the different house, do, do you guys like join to watch things? Like is that a family routine uh, or not really? Um, no, not not a lot. Just maybe like movies, but not really TV, not really TV shows as such. The kids yeah. are all like watching their own thing, really. But, Fair enough. Sophie, Sophie and Anna started playing the keyboard there a few weeks back, but uh, the sin get the sin gave up to be honest. And then oh, no. <laughs> I spent an hour and a half on it, and I can now play Mary Had a Little Lamb, which is pretty Amazing. good. Fantastic! Yeah. I'll be in the praise band in no time. Yeah, hey, Louisa, everything's good with you. Yes, I'm keeping well, enjoying the the good weather that we've been having. Mm. Getting outside every every now and again. I know, because currently it's it is blue sky currently. But I did go outside and was almost blown away. So like, you never, you never know how it's going to go. But um, it's really good to see you guys on screen and, and to get to chat to you today. Um, today we're going to be talking about family worship. Uh, that's maybe a bit of a new concept, although we have chatted a little bit about worship before corporately um, in our Sunday services. But, but family worship is also another way we can engage throughout the week in our homes with our families, with our spouses, with our parents, whoever, whoever it is about. Um, and it's maybe something that you're thinking about a little bit more at the minute because you have time together that maybe everyone's in in the evenings, which might not always be the case, or everyone's around the breakfast table. So in light of that, having this time, we thought it'd be good to, to chat through this. Um, but before we, we jump into family worship, we maybe want to talk about worship in general and just 
to clarify again what we mean by that so and we have chatted about this before in other podcasts but but what what do we mean any thoughts on what we mean by worship or in general and more specifically yeah i think um well i think there, there's probably different types of worship um as you've already said Liz, and you know we've we've talked about those in podcasts previous podcasts and um, but i guess there's four main types of worship that that i probably think of you know you think of public worship we would say that all of life is worship so how we work how we engage in leisure activities politics whatever it is all of that matters to god because it matters to god it should matter to us um it's just public worship personal worship um when we think of personal worship it's referring to ourselves daily devotions and um, private prayer life private confession of sin repentance how we live in our daily life um so public personal uh, corporate worship uh, probably more familiar with that uh, you know it's when we gather on sunday uh, together and um, god's people assemble uh, to worship him in singing reading a uh, prayer a uh, study of the bible uh, and then there's the final aspect of worship, which is family worship. And obviously we're gonna be talking about that today. Um, family worship is worshiping God in the home. And um, so Bible reading and um, prayer, uh, singing together. Um, uh, and not just that, but but you know, uh, husbands and, and wives modeling uh, the love of Christ to each other, to the children, to parents constantly, um, trying to bring their biblical worldview uh, upon, their, upon their children to grow them. In godly ways as well and that really includes all of all of life so and um, public personal corporate family great that's really helpful um and i guess before we jump into too much of of the what family worship is mm. I, I i'm gonna pose a bit of a question um and it is this something that we have to do to earn god's favor and if it's not then why should we engage in it in the first place yeah i think um do you know, we think of worshiping worshiping god you know we've talked about the types there um but, but there's like i think most fundamentally we want to say that worship is glorifying god um and so the, the reason we want to partake in this is this is one of the ways family worship is one of the ways in which we it can bring glory to god and that's, you know why we were created it's our purpose um so i think that's our motivation that's our reason behind um behind doing it uh, is bringing glory to god yeah, and I think alongside that as well, um, a lot of the time we can want to just teach our kids so that they have knowledge, but actually family worship is an opportunity for us to to help our young people grow in their love for and their understanding of who God is or why we follow him. Um, and partly through modelling what it looks like to live for him each day. So as we do family worship, we're modelling what it looks like to do personal devotions we're modeling what it looks like to do prayer we're modeling what it looks like to to read the bible and, and to apply it um to our lives so through doing family family devotions we're in a way establishing patterns and priorities um for our young people um yeah. and what it looks like for them to be responding to to who god is throughout their every day mm -hmm. I suppose that it's it's very easy to, in, in a way, make worship and um, in a way that you sort of are trying to seek God's favor, if you know what I mean. As in, I'm even using going to church, for example. Sometimes maybe necessarily people might not always want to go to church and partake in corporate worship, but um, 
maybe they feel obligated to go, you know, just to, in a sense, feel like if they don't go, oh, God's not going to love me, mm-hmm. you know. But at the, at the end of the day, our worship, we, we worship God because it's a response. It's a response to who God mm-hmm. is. It's a response to what he's done for us, you know. He sent Jesus to, to die in our place, you know. He made him to be sin who knew no sin so that we could become the righteousness of God, you know. And whenever we know that, then we worship in response to that. Uh, but it's very easy just because of our sinful nature to automatically, you know, start trying to um, earn our salvation and uh, earn our favor with God, and and that can actually work its way into our worship lives as well. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And and there's a sense of even though it might feel like a duty, like trying to create a habit. You know, there is such thing as good habit or good duty, um, because the reality is, like the Willie, you were saying, like we are sinful by nature, so we don't naturally desire to spend time reading the bible or praying or singing um, we, we even need god to help us in that and part of that might be realistically just setting time aside or or purposely i don't know chatting after dinner or whatever it might be you know these these habits these duties can be good things can be motivated by that response even if on the surface they might appear as though it's just something we do um, so it's it's funny how that can kind of come hand in hand a, th- there's a quote which yeah. I absolutely um, get wrong every time. Like I'm pretty sure I paraphrase this differently every time. But David Pileson had said about how reading our Bible is not the end goal, rather it is a means to the end. And, and the end goal is is knowing Christ, who who is revealed, knowing God as He has revealed Himself in Scripture. And actually, that I find that really helpful because whenever I think of reading the Bible or praying in of itself as the goal then it's not really leading anywhere the same way. You know, I'm going to be less motivated. Whereas if I see that as a means to an end of actually knowing and loving God more, I'm much more motivated in general. Um, I'm pretty sure I've quoted that wrong again, but you hmm. get the gist. He, he said it much better. He was very wise when yeah. he said it. Yeah, I think that's really helpful what you said, Lizanne. And do you know what the, the, the quote, um, David Falson, uh, do you know, with the idea of like, if, if we have the end in goal, if we're thinking about uh, what's going to happen whenever we whenever we open the Bible, um, that actually it's going to change us um, mm. into the likeness uh, of Christ, that we're going to know him better and worship him and more faithfully. Um, Ray Ortland once, I think it was Ray Ortland, once described, you know, when we come to study the Bible, it's a bit like eating food. We know that food's really important. We know that we need it on a daily basis, three times a day. Um, to, to feed us, to nourish us, to sustain us um, every day. Um, and he talked about how we think about food or, or how we remember um, our meals. You know, I don't remember, I would say, 90%, maybe 95% of, of my meals. Um, I know I've had them. I know I've um, consumed them and they've kept me fit and healthy so far. They've given me energy on a daily basis, which has been fantastic. Um, I maybe remember, you know, 10 meals 10 steak dinners that were absolutely <laughs> incredible. Um, but those 10 dinners alone, you know, didn't sustain me those uh, throughout my what, 24 years. Um, and so it's the same, it's the it's the daily uh, routine of, of study, of opening God's word, of praying, of singing, um, that, that sustains us, that God uses um, to change us, not the, the one, two, three or four uh, big moments, uh, if you like, um, yeah. And so I think it, it ties in really well with um, what you're saying, uh, you know, with the David Paulson. It's, it's a constant um, thinking about um, 
Jesus and and what he what he wants to do in us, changing us into the likeness of him. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's that's a great illustration. Um, and, and I suppose a lot of what you're saying is across the board applicable. So even with your example of in corporate worship, worship, we don't always come with the right motivation. So this applies across the board. Um, but then today, thinking a bit more specifically about family worship, uh, and even one thing maybe we haven't said about why we do this is also because we're told to. You know, the Bible tells us and to to worship God, to, to be devoted to Him. Uh, that he has made himself known and we're told to therefore know him and even in, in Deuteronomy so in Deuteronomy 6 we have the Shema which is probably the most important like Jewish prayer or Jewish law and um, it says here O Israel the Lord our God the Lord is one and um, so you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart all your soul and all your might and we know these words because Jesus quotes them and we know that he is the fulfillment of them that he perfectly kept and fulfilled the law and therefore it's not it's not just an aside it's not abolished but directly after that, then we have these instructions. You shall teach them dil diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise. The idea of having them on your, on your, um, on your hand, on your head, on your gates, so that people can see. So it's directly after this declaration of who God is, and we see that fully in Christ, is this command to then teach your children that. So, so this, the two are linked in our response to responding to who God is we then need to, to share that with our children and with our families so so what might that look like if we know that this is something we should be doing something that we want to do how might that actually play out in everyday life um well at the very center it has has to be God's word so I think for different homes it'll always look different you'll have different age groups you know, even what I find in our home, um, how we used to do, how we would have done family worship years ago, like we used mm. to finish up with a game of true and false. You know, like the kids, well, Sophie and I would probably still play it now, but Isaac just wouldn't, you know. <laughs> you just look at it. So, like, thanks we got there. And that, so it changes as you go, but at the very center of it at all times is, is God's word, you know, and God's word points us to him. You know, whenever we read God's word, we respond to it in worship naturally, even as we pray at the end you know so but uh yeah well i think well for us personally at home here at the minute what what we find is we just well we're using louise's um children's devotions that she's recently been doing um i really recommend anyone look them up actually on rbc website absolutely fantastic and to be honest i've used quite a few resources over the years and the resources on the website are really easy to follow and you can really make them your own you know mm -hmm. to suit your kids so it's it's and it follows on from the Sunday sermon, which is you know really good too because you've already had that time of worship, and then it's, it's really good just to not go and forget about that as you go into the rest of the week, just to spend some time uh, studying that together. So what, what we find is we just we we do that now. Isaac he's got a bit older than the girls, a bit more mature, so he's actually doing the dig deeper stuff now, mm -hmm. and he does the questions and that, and then the girls are doing the study that Louisa has set up, and. Um, I'll pick through a few questions with them and let them actually find some of the answers themselves and that they come mm -hmm. and they show me and then we all just sort of afterwards come and talk it through and uh, mm -hmm. it's really it's really good you know it's, it's a great opportunity just for them to sit and read the bible for themselves rather than it's especially when the kids when kids are younger you'll find you're giving them all the answers but as they get older you want them to start looking for the answers themselves mm -hmm. so um they'll just sit and uh, come back with a few answers and Sometimes they're on the right track and sometimes they're not. And then we'll talk it over. And 
just a wee time of prayer after. That's that's how it's sort of working out for us at the minute anyway. Now we don't we don't sing. I've tried that. I don't know if it's my singing voice or what <laughs> it is, but just the, they don't. I I actually looked at Isaac one night when we we're doing it, and um, I just looked at his face and I said, I can't do this to him anymore. <laughs> you know, so so we, I, I would love it. I'd love us to be able to sing, but we we don't. You know, so. That's amazing. I love that you, you said about the singing, actually, because that's why we yeah. deliberately haven't mentioned quiet times, because it doesn't have to be quiet. You know, we can respond in worship and singing in our house. We, we do sing, and, and I would encourage you, Willie, sing it out. But uh, but that's a really helpful way to see in your house how that works. Um, yeah. Is that like, so would, would Isaac be doing the, the thinking deeper stuff alongside you guys, or is, is he at the stage now where he works away on his own? Or Well, uh, at the minute, now this is only this past week or two, I decided just to push him a wee bit with it, and mm. especially with the resources being online, got him to do the dig deeper. So he he does it on his own. He mm. goes, he takes it and does it on his own initially, but then we talk about it together. You know, at the, at the end of the, his questions might be a wee bit more in depth, but it's the same passage, the same mm. study as such that the girls are doing. So afterwards, we just we come together and say, well, what do you think of that? And, you know, We'll have we chat about it and and then we pray so we mm -hmm. still have that mo it's important i think it is still important afterwards to come to get and maintain that family togetherness in it as well you know good louisa so you're the one writing these and i'm really glad that willie um like said about how great they are because they are brilliant and i knew that you wouldn't say that so i'm really glad that happened but louisa so as you're writing them like how like so willie's kids are up a little bit you know could this still be something that families with younger kids are, are using or engaged in or like what are your thoughts on that um yeah so i think it it can be hard to to find a resource or a material that that reaches all ages um and so I, I would say the one thing with with producing material is that it can be tailored to to your family so so parents know their families um mm -hmm. and so we produce this material in the hope that that parents will then use it as a resource um, that they can then shape the material to to fit their family same. So the likes of Willie saying that um, the family resource doesn't doesn't work for Isaac because he's a little bit older. Um, so it might even look like finding a match between taking some questions from one resource, taking some questions mm -hmm. from from another resource um, and really just figuring out what it looks like for your family to do to do family devotions. There's no there's no right or wrong way if we are if we're reading the Bible, if we are praying, um, and maybe even at times singing God's <laughs> word, then when we are doing doing family family devotions. Hmm. You say something really important there, I think, Louisa, um, and it's the idea that by you writing something or say one or two resources, and by allowing parents or saying to parents, you guys can take this and tweak this. Actually, you're placing the onus um, not on you to be the main person discipling young people. Um, actually, you're placing the onus on parents to take that responsibility um, to to disciple um, their children. Do you know you want to be there to support and equip? And I think that's a really important thing. Do you know when we think about um, discipling is that we want to be here to support and equip, but but ultimately we want to place the onus on on other people. Um, to be doing that, and so for parents to be doing that in uh, in family in family worship, and not just parents uh, as well. Do you know uh, it's really great that parents and and families with children are are able to benefit from this. But I guess I'm not 
I'm not in that position. And yet I think that, um, uh, you know, for Rachel and I, mm. again, uh, d- 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 just because it's it's not for, it's ch- for, or just because it's for children, does that mean it's not for us at all? And um, and I think it's that, that's not right to think that, you know, we, we also need to be uh, spending time in God's word um, together. And what it looks like for us, we do the same uh, devotion um, every morning we don't do it together we we do it individually and um, so we use um desiring god's solid joys app and um, mm-hmm. so there's a new devotion comes every morning we read it individually we look at the passage it references pray over it um, and then at some point throughout the day and normally when we're eating um you know we're just together for, for lunch or dinner uh, we'll just begin to ask each other what did you make of this morning's um devotion and uh, what stood out to you how does it encourage you, challenge you to change, and um, and yeah, we, we talk we talk through that, and then and then pray together, um, and so that's what we find just really helpful. Uh, what we read in the morning is almost a springboard for just conversation um, throughout the rest of the day, and that conversation is just ongoing. Um, yeah, so that's what works for us. Yeah, um, I think the idea of, of conversation is something that that is really helpful. Um, sometimes we might think that that family devotions has to look like uh, a 15 or a 20 minute study but actually um, it, it can be something as short as five minutes um, but even more than that it can be an ongoing conversation throughout the day it can be the little things um, that our, our kids are doing or that are they're involved in that we can then use those everyday experiences to to help them see how um, the gospel is part of that and speaks into that mm. yeah and Alex what you were saying um it's helpful too so obviously three of us here aren't parents um but the idea of of family devotions is whoever we're with you know whoever like housemates spouses whoever parents wherever we are um and i i find that helpful what you'd said i remember chris and i like we were married almost four years and we had well i it was my fault i put this big pressure on us at the start okay like we have to do this intense bible study otherwise we're not this you know christian couple blah blah and it was just a nightmare. Like it was so not in any way realistic or helpful, or it was just ironically ungracious in the end. And it's taken us maybe a little bit of time to realize that it's okay if our schedules don't totally match up and that we can talk about things that we've read separately, like you'd said, and chat about it later. I think that's just a helpful thing to note because possibly, or maybe it's just me, but when I envision the idea of the family worship as the idyllic, you know, all the kids sitting politely and quietly around the table and, you know, maybe a fresh pot of coffee on as we open our Bible together. And if that is what people have in mind, that's not what we're talking about. You know, this is has to be adaptable and realistic for everyday life. And Willie, I love how you're smiling there because I imagine, obviously, in the different house, it is that idyllic picture. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's just so peaceful. No, <laughs> uh, there's, there's, there's times you do, honestly, we, we do it on you know it always goes and it goes well and everything's really nice and i'm walking away going oh that was just class oh, was not just brilliant and there's other times i'm going what did i even bother for you know to be honest like you know i actually i heard of one couple who um i won't say their name but they actually decided they were going to take family devotions very serious and, and i think they were getting everyone all set up and they were like oh we're going to be this couple we're going to this family we're going to do this and then the child couldn't find his bible Mm. and then they tried to find his bible and then they couldn't find the bible so it was like where where'd you put your bible and then next thing you know this almighty row broke out trying <laughs> to find this bible and i don't think they ever done their devotion that day you know 
it was just World War Two broke out, but um, yeah. So there's times it's not perfect, and there's time, and I think yeah, I don't, I don't think people should put pressure on themselves, okay. you, you know, to do it, especially if you haven't done it before. Like, don't be going in thinking, oh, this is going to be a forty-five minute worship service, you know. Mm-hmm. It could be five minutes, ten minutes. What you'll find is, what I find, if if you set out for even five minutes, to be honest, you'll end up sitting for fifteen or twenty anyway, because mm-hmm. as you go through the passage and you ask some questions, you'll be even the questions the kids will ask you back you know mm-hmm. so and it's just it's, to me start small and mm-hmm. just take it from there you usually find it it'll get bigger on its own anyway you know mm, yeah that's really helpful and, yeah. and engaging the kids wherever they are like so I know Louisa has included other activities and things in in the devotions and um, so, so like if you think that your children maybe aren't really understanding this this great thing that you're trying to teach then just use something else. You know that's okay too. You, you don't want them to have negative connotations with with time around the Bible either. So um, I think being realistic, oh, that's really helpful, really for for all of us, whether it's with kids or or not, even in our, our personal worship as well. Yeah, that's yeah, really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. So we are thinking about this in in terms of our like our context of lockdown at the minute, and it's maybe easier. Well, it maybe initially was easier. Now I think everyone's getting busy again, but it's easier maybe to think about setting time aside for, for family devotion and, and to spend time together. But I think even from our chat now, we all would agree that this is, is worth doing, that it's not just something for, for during lockdown. So what, what, what are sort of long-term things? You know, how might we encourage people to be thinking beyond lockdown um, with establishing habits? Um, a, a simple thing I actually thought of is the time of the day you're actually doing that right, doing it at right now, because for anyone who maybe is at home with their kids at the moment, it, it might seem very natural just maybe at about eleven o'clock in the morning or something mm-hmm. to sit down and do that, and that's great. But the, when they go back to work and the kids go back to school, that's not going to happen. So what you might find is you find it hard to create a space later in the day for it mm-hmm. once you get back into. You know normal life so it, it could be worth just i don't want to tell you what time to do that but it could be worth just deciding maybe six in the evening or a quarter past six in the evening or later in the evening at a time when when you also would have that time free to do it mm-hmm. then and it might you might find it easier to keep it going just once you get back into the madness of the real world again you know yeah you know i think on that willie and i think we probably all we all agree that you know family devotions is it's really important, and and I hope if, if you know if one thing that we've learned from this time, um, of having so much time is that we have seen and recognised the importance of devotions, uh, and family worship. But if we get back, you know, the idea of like, the, you know, conversation throughout the day, um, I think that's really helpful whenever we go back and and lives are busier, um, that we won't have forty five minutes to an hour, um, to potentially study the Bible. But actually, if we do a daily, what, five-minute devotional, and we're just in that conversation throughout the day, whether it's five or ten minutes we have, you have doing the dishes together, mm. um, sitting down at the table together, going out for a walk, um, small moments, car drives, whatever it is, in all those small moments, if you're just asking, what, what did you learn from that? What did you make of your devotion today? How did it challenge you? Um, that can stimulate conversation and can be great. And you're still doing devotions, um, you know, throughout the day. Um, it's not a 45 minute study in our study, but we don't have to feel guilty about not doing that, mm-hmm. um, but keeping in that conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and even <clears throat> like 
acknowledging that this is just another area that we need God to help us. So there might be on some level where we do find it easier now because of a the setting that we're in. You know, maybe we are at home more, a, we have more time, and it would be easy then to slip into thinking, oh, that's why I could do this. Whereas actually, even whenever life gets busy, we just, we need God's grace as much to enable us to actually desire this in the first place. Like I think uh, people maybe assume that there'll be a natural desire to, well, I certainly did. I assumed that I would naturally want to spend hours in God's word and, and praying. And at times, yes, we do. But as we said earlier, like William said earlier, we are sinful people. We So we don't naturally desire these things. So even acknowledging that we need God to help us, confessing to him that this is another area, that we will get it wrong, that we will come with the wrong motives, that we will be impatient, whatever it might be, um, and asking him to help us in that now in this lockdown and beyond that as well, uh, because we are f- more quick to rely on ourselves than we realize, I think. Um, so so that might be a long-term thing as well. Yeah, I think that's really helpful. Um, Listen, and you know, we, we always have to be reminding ourselves of the gospel of mm-hmm. of uh, our you know, our purpose behind doing things mm-hmm. and you know to, to be always reminding ourselves and each other we're doing this so that god might change us mm-hmm. and use us um for his glory uh, and that's a real grace um do you know that he he's given us and yeah recognizing our need for his grace to to want this to desire this um in us so yeah Great, that's really helpful, Chad. Thank you. Um, any any closing thoughts or, or comments? Any like not might not advice, but anything you'd want to, to share with people? Uh, just in conclusion. Um, I suppose I just like to say, I suppose some people maybe when they hear the word, fa- you know, the words family worship, they start to panic and they go, mm-hmm. "I I can't do this," you know. But really, ultimately, all it is is opening your Bible and reading it with your family, you know, and and praying and we can all do that very easily you know mm-hmm. and to be honest I, I think if you just start even as simply as there um you know like you said and we, we need we need god to help us with this and and he will help you you know he will help you through that and mm-hmm. also also even just we shout out to I suppose men and, and the families of the home or the leaders of homes really that mm-hmm. you know god really he calls us to do this uh, you know you might not feel like you can do it but really ultimately god tells you you have to you know I don't want to make anyone think guilty, but that's that's what his word says. We're told to teach our children, you know. Mm-hmm. For uh, men are told to, you know, bring their women to the word. You know, in Ephesians chapter five, we're told to love our wives. But it finishes with saying, by cleansing her by the washing with water through the word. You know, mm-hmm. so we're called to, to lead our families in the word. So really, so, um, sometimes you just kind of have to force it on. And to be honest, I think. <laughs> Well, that sounds awful, but it's what God wants us to do. But so just try and do it, you know. And but really, listen, prayer is where it's mm. where it's all about. Really, like you say, Les, you know, we really need to pray about these things because naturally we don't want to do it. You know, we're not naturally drawn to God's word. But just I'll just give it a try. That's all it's. <laughs> That's a lot of advice. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's great. Thank you. I think as well to to persevere. Um, I think. For a lot of families, this could be something that is new to them, um, something that they've always wanted to do, but not really been sure how to do. Um, and again, thinking back sort of to what, what Willie had said, that idea that if you're reading your Bible together, if you're praying together, you are doing family worship. Um, mm-hmm. And there will be times where it will be hard, where kids might not want 
to engage um but persevere in that because what might be awkward initially um will be fruitful down the line um for families yeah yeah i mean this is a uh, one of the ways one of the, the, the graces that the, the lord has given us mm -hmm. um you know family worship to, to to be used to be um enjoyed to participate in um so that we might know a uh, god better um and that we might love um to ourselves and and our families and doing it by by seeing them and um, come to know christ and i mean what, what greater motivation than to uh to, to open the the bible with with ones that we love who we're living with um in order to see them um come to know christ more of him um because that's what we're you know that's what we're all about and that's what we're we're heading for um so yeah Amen. and we would encourage you like it's a I guess we haven't really promoted a lot of stuff because we find that awkward, but but there's loads of great stuff on Rachel Prestrian's website under the COVID-19 Resource Centre. There's stuff for younger kids, for older kids. Uh, there's stuff for um, men's and women's ministry separately as well. And there's even, if you're not feeling like you want to sing as a family, we've got Spotify playlists that you can just have on, that you can listen to or have in the background, including actually a playlist just with kids songs. And they're just scripture. They're essentially um, Bible verses to music, which I personally actually love. I think that's a really helpful way of, of hearing and remembering scripture. And certainly for kids, it's a way of engaging them as well. Um, so we would encourage you to check those out uh, and to, to use what's there and to adapt it to your family. But as, as William said, it's a case of opening your phone, having the Bible there and just going for it. Um, but thank you guys for your chat. That's, that was really helpful, really um, enjoyed that chat. Thank you particularly to William and Louisa for joining us. Uh, it was really beneficial for, for us and, and hopefully for everyone listening in. So thank you for your time and for your input. Okay, thank you. And thank you for listening, guys. We will um, end it there, but we will see you again next time. Thank you.